Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring March 10th, 1993 from the Rosemont Horizon in the lovely city that's known as Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. I am your co-host of the game here with my fellow co-host Snob and Fig and our special guest Mike from the wonderful podcast Guest the Year. Um, let's go ahead and welcome Mike to the show. Hey, hey, welcome, Mike. Hey, an honor to be here, and congrats on 100 episodes, guys. Thank you, thank you. I was going to say, I I feel like I missed like a a transition somewhere between (laughs) between the Chicago, Illinois, and the welcome to the show, but this is how we do it on the (laughs) podcast. Um, As mentioned, we are uh, episode 100 right now. Um, It's kind of crazy that we've been doing this for... Um, Nob, was that like a relieved woo, or is that like a re- evaluating the choices you've made in your life woo? I I let's, think let's it's somewhere in between. I think <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird to be on on triple digits of of anything that you're like actively counting. I don't know. I'm happy. I'm not like I'm not deciding right now that I want to leave the Help on the Way podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that now, would, now that would make it, a really man. dramatic twist for this hundredth episode. Um, I, I actually, but... I think hundreds a great time to just end it. Why not? <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's yeah, it's just wild to to be at this point. It is wild, and, and I'm I'm very happy to be here. I, uh, you know, we had this little idea uh, for I a while, like and... six and a half episodes. Yeah. <laughs> It was a little touch and go at first, and actually, generally, still is touch and go. But uh, but we're doing it. We got some longevity. It's pretty cool. It's nice been, to be here with y'all. We've been touching and going for 100 episodes, <laughs> and hopefully, we'll be touching and going for 100 more. Um, there's be, enough shows. There is certainly there is. enough shows. There um, is. It feels like we've been stuck in the 90s for the past like eight months here at the Help on the Way podcast. So it's been um, a lot of late 90s these last couple of months. It really, really has been. You'd be you'd be surprised how many shows are in the late 90s uh, until the randomizer just gives you them all. <laughs> the best uh, for the last three months of your life. Yeah, it's the best. It's like God, give me that primal dead noise where they just scream over this nonsense. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, Before we move on, I will say that we have some. The, the randomizer's given us some good stuff. It's still in the '90s, but you know, don't don't scroll down on the show sheet to see oh. what's in the set list. It's it's good. It's a good one for next week. Not that this week wasn't good either, but. Let's bring Mike onto the show. Yes. Before we dive into our news and our main event of the evening, let's go ahead and interview Mike from the Guest of Your Podcast. And um, I will kick off the interview segment, which is so appropriately named, What Shall We Say? Um, that's such a weird segment. We need to like t- change yeah. the name, I think. Hey, I, um, was, I was just thinking that it really works and no one should make fun of it this time. <laughs> You know, like there's two ways to I think know about we it. say like, it every time it comes up that we need to change the name. But I was thinking this time I'd be like, okay, they're going to forget that they want to change the name. I always remember that I want to change the name, but then I think about it more and I'm like, it's not terrible. But the first time that I see it, I'm like, this is awful. We should change it. <laughs> uh, I'm pro shall. Gotta keep the shall in there when you can. Yeah. 
Yeah. What's your you don't get many chances in, in your day-to-day life to use the word shall. So take advantage of every opportunity. I'm with you, Mike. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump on into one of those opportunities right now with kicking <laughs> off the what shall we say segment. And uh, I'm going to take the, the easiest uh, question that we always have on the segment because it's the first one and it is my favorite. Mike, what got you on this wild Grateful Dead bus? Okay. I've thought about this a lot because I ask people this on my podcast all the time. So I'm... Uh, I think it's, it's not an easy question to answer either. No, yeah, it's it's like asking how you like fell in love with someone. You know, mm. it's like, well, you know, I don't know. Or some some people, it's love at first sight. Sometimes it's you know moments here and there. But the first time I heard the Grateful Dead was my dad playing it for me when I was like very young, like five or six or something, and he played me Casey Jones um, mm. before I knew what cocaine was. So I was just like, this song fucking rocks. <laughs> Uh, like a total no-brainer song rocked. It was up there with like that song "War War." Dude, like what well, is like that? Like just, yeah. all kids love that you. song. Yeah, no-brainer. Still um, a banger. Still a banger. <laughs> still relevant. And uh, yeah, so after that, uh, I did not listen to Grateful. Dead. So my dad grew up seeing the Dead. He lived in Marin and San Francisco in the '60s and '70s. So he wow. went to shows and got into it. And then he kind of moved on to like other stuff, uh, like Stones, and he was not a huge dead Um And then I went to Fairly. I kind of listened to them. Went to Fairly Well in 2015, and that's what did it really. Hmm. I, I, I mean, at the show, I probably only knew like half the set list, which is embarrassing mm-hmm. to admit now. As I go back and watch it, it's like a total. I went to the July 3rd show, which okay. is like an obscene embarrassment of riches in terms of set list. Like it's. Like Scarlet Fire, Help Slip Franklin's, like Box of Rain Open. I knew that, but like I knew those like big ones, but everything else I didn't really know. Um, yeah, and then from there, that's when I started listening to like realists. I mean, I, I will archive. say though, that's a big trek to take for someone who's iffy, you know, who's not quite on the bus. Uh, well, to get out, to get yourself out to Chicago, you know, for the fairly well, get those tickets. Um, that's a know, good. Maybe, point and there's more to that story so i went to i was in chicago anyways my buddies were going and i was like oh "Oh, it seems like something i should go to yeah and my dad was like oh you should go to that And i was like oh yeah i think i should go my friends are going and then i went and um and i did not have a ticket and i hopped the fence let's go (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so that's how i got it because those tickets were going for like two grand, I want to say. Like it wasn't yeah. even like there's was no one even selling. You know, there are no miracles being given out. I don't think, and there are not a lot of people selling them. So, Sometimes yeah, my buddies make your own miracles. Exactly. Um, but some some dude inside actually like saw what I was doing. He saw I was like iffy around the fence, and he's like, "Hold on one second. And he ran away and like checked to make sure the coast was clear. He's like, "You're good." And then like, <laughs> and it was kind of like the first kind of camaraderie with other deadhead. I was like, I like yeah. these people, you know, like they're not yeah. another show. people would be like, like a stone show. You could see people like kind of rolling their eyes. Like I paid for this ticket, you know, like, um, like why should you get in for free? And then this guy was like, well, hold on, dude. Like I'll check to make sure the coast is clear. And then after that, yeah, box of rain started. And I just saw this like wave of energy across this 360 degree because they filled every seat stadium and i was like oh shit this is cool and then it kind of took off from there very cool 
awesome. Um, so you host the the wildly successful uh, podcast guest of the year, uh, which is of course a, a Grateful Dead themed game show, which I'm just a big fan of the concept. Where did where did the inspiration for doing guest of the year come from? Well, thank you, Dom, uh, and you. I appreciate you coming on guest of the year before like anyone knew about it. It was like, yeah, it was like five or six and you, I, you're a, you're a presence on Reddit and that's, I'm guessing that's how you saw it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I saw one of the first posts you made about it and I just saw the words grateful dead game show. And I was like, I need to be a part of this. I, <laughs> no, I, I have to do this. Uh, well, it was much appreciated because at that point we had like 15 listeners, uh, maybe. Yeah. And you, um, and we just needed contestants and it was harder than you think. I I felt so bad because I tried to follow Reddicate, uh, but I was just had to post a lot because I couldn't find people to do it. And I knew that if we like found, if there was like a gap, then it would kind of just get all, I don't know. It would, it wouldn't, you know, consist, you guys know podcasting consistency. Yeah. You got to keep it going. It's all about inertia. Yeah, exactly. And then Nob hooked it up, but, um, nice. I, I got the idea for, because I was playing like many people, I was playing myself on Sirius XM driving around and and I nailed like a like a hard one like an 84 or something which they rarely play on Sirius XM mm-hmm. and yeah. um I was like damn and it was probably just luck but I looked over like my girlfriend now wife and I was like check that out you know <laughs> <laughs> and hey babe like, wake up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and she could not have given less than a, of a fuck she was like okay you know like even worse, actually, she, she was like trying to, though. Right, give, especially props, right? Mike. Wow. Yeah, haven't nailed one since, but I was like, she, she was, <laughs> I get even actually, she was like trying to be nice. She's like, oh, that's really nice. I was like, oof. Uh, so I was like, there's got to be people that are doing this and like appreciate it. And I think at first, I didn't realize there were people out there that were, could do it way better than me. And I didn't, I didn't understand that people would be able to get like last week in my show, someone got an 83 space. Steve got an 83 space. Like, I didn't know that existed. Wow. And, uh, yeah. It's so, like Final Jeopardy right there. Oh, oh. fucking. It's like <laughs> Super Final, Final Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yeah. Super <laughs> I mean, these people are, like, not Wookiees, you know? Like, they're really, like, they're, like, savants. Um, nothing against Wookiee. You can be a Wookiee savant, too, by the way. But um, I didn't know. I, I thought, I didn't know they existed. So uh, it's been a real uh, pleasant experience. And I'm really grateful that people like Nob and everyone who's come on that, really are the show you know i literally just play the music so it's, it's enjoyable well you do good stuff and you have an excellent voice for the podcast uh excellent voice for podcasting um two questions uh somewhat related have you done podcasts before like how did you in- inject yourself in the host role and then also like are you a game show person you know like do you like you know say jeopardy or you know is that is that kind of your thing, or is this just something that you just kind of invented for yourself out of whole cloth and it's just kind of rolling for you? No, nothing. Nothing about it is That's original. Awesome. I, I like combine many elements. By the way, Fig, you have a good fucking podcasting voice. I've been listening oh, to please. it. Please, like, you go Damn. on. I, game, I, I just I just the game. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm like doing the fishing gesture with my hands right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I I so I took this from. Do you guys know Bill Simmons, the pod, the sports podcaster? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he has this segment called "Guess the Lines," and what he does is he Ooh. guesses lines of um, 
football games for the next week with his buddy, cousin Sal. And I always listen and I'm like, I don't like, I always listen to that segment and I always listen to the end because they keep score against each other. So they're like, whoever's closest, like, oh, I think they, they guess what they think the line is going to be. So like the Niners are playing like the Bills. Like, I think the line's going to be three and a half. I think it's going to be three. And whoever closer gets a point. And I'm like, damn, this is really compelling. Not because I care so much about the gambling lines, but just like games are compelling. You know, like if two people yeah. were like, you know, having a push-up contest on like the sidewalk, I would stop and watch. <laughs> For sure. No doubt. I just, no matter what I was doing, I would stop and watch until one of them stopped doing push-ups. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll, you know, combine all these things. And then the serious thing happens and it all just kind of clicked. But I have had a podcast before. Um, I'm not fucking up this pop filter here. Sorry, I'm getting a few pops. I'm going to take a step back here. Um, I have had a podcast before and, uh, and it was just like me when I was like maybe 20, like talking to my friends and there was no topic in it. Um, I don't even think my friends listened to it. It was just like maybe... <laughs> Something to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, I don't think I listened. You know, I just kind of like put it out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, but you hit on something that's, you know, you need something serialized. And, and game shows are perfect for that. And so, you know, what we've done here with this podcast is, you know, every week it's a random show. Every week we have something new to talk about. You know, in part, well, in huge part because of the, the great wealth of the archive. But for you, I mean, you know, I mean, you're, you're kind of in a similar vein where, you know, you have you're tapping into that um, all that material on the archive. Um, but you're doing it in, in, in such a different way, which I think is so cool. And, uh, you know, I feel kind of a kindred uh, between kindred spirits in our, between our two podcasts here. So great to have I you on. Oh, I appreciate you having me on. And I, when I hear your guys' show, it's really fun to meet new deadheads every week. And there's always the, the winner that comes back, like Jeopardy. So to, yeah. to answer your question, Fig, yeah, I listen to Jeopardy too. Or I watch <laughs> Jeopardy and always have. Jeopardy's awesome. Yeah, so I took elements of that. But I got to say, I like your guys' podcast because like hearing friends hanging out makes me feel like I'm hanging out with my friends. Like you guys are my friends, but also my friends are my friends. So there is yeah. that element that I do think they're complimentary in that way because it's meeting a bunch of strangers and then which is fun, but then it's nice listening to like friends. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So should we move on now to the game show portion of this or yeah. should we move on to the channel six portion of this? I'll let uh, Fig and Nob decide. Nob? Uh, all right. If I'm decide, if I am for one one episode given this power, it is my birthday in three days. Oh, uh, I guess oh. let's do the news first. I know. I turned 14. <laughs> um, All right. In honor of Nob's 14th birthday, let's go ahead and pivot quickly <laughs> to the Channel 6 News, uh, where we only have one bullet point this week, and that was uh, the Wolf Brothers New Year's <laughs> Eve show, um, or shows, rather. They did um, yeah. They did three, correct? In Florida? Yes, three nights. Um, I know you were busy fishing over this holiday weekend. I was. Um, but do you know... Because That's I'm, as I'm, much as I'm allowed to talk about <laughs> it. Uh, I'm assuming... Fig, on the if <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming Fig didn't get to see any of the Wolf Brothers shows. Uh, I did do you not. Know, do you know of any uh, highlights from this weekend's uh, shows, Nob? 
Uh, I don't know of the highlights. I know the the New Year's Eve show itself, in true New Year's Eve fashion, was a, a three set show, which is always cool, always very nice. Um, I've just heard generally good things about the run. My college roommate was there; he had a good time. Yeah, hmm. um, yeah. It just seemed to be a fun set of New Year's shows. I mean, it, you know, at this point, the Wolf Brothers are the Wolf Brothers. They are right. they are making the music that they want to make. If you already like the Wolf Brothers, you are going to like said music. If you are not into the Wolf Brothers, they probably aren't going to win you over at this point. <laughs> that is what they do, and they do it about this like of a similar quality pretty much every run because they've got it like figured out at this point. I don't know. I'm pro Wolf Brothers here to clarify. <laughs> I, I I like the Wolf Brothers, but I really feel like. And I got to figure this out, obviously, but I feel like my live music listening ends whenever the dead tours end. Like, I really haven't mm. listened to like besides like you mean dead and company. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, besides like maybe like the um, the Billy Strings wrestling show. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, that I was awesome. That, one. I that was really that cool. one. But other than that, um I don't know. I haven't I haven't much much, even though it's not like I'm against the Wolf Brothers. It's just meh. But what I find with the Wolf Brothers, especially, that is an experience that is night and day watching it on yes. a stream versus being in the room. Sure. I saw the Wolf Brothers for the first time at the Capitol this past February, last February now. Um, and I like genuinely a few songs into it, I just thought to myself, okay. I get this and why this works more than I have ever gotten it on a stream in the room. The, the intimacy of it all just makes it really work in a way that doesn't quite translate to cameras. Cool. And, and smaller they ensemble or the Bob or well, what part of it do you think translates best? Uh, I don't know. It's to me like, okay. When we're talking about Bob nowadays, you always have to talk about the fact that he has slowed the songs down. And that is a mix of purposeful and age, but I lean a little more towards purposeful, especially when hearing the Wolf Brothers. Like, I I don't know, that trucking that he played at the Capitol that I was there for was absolutely magic when I was there, when I was hearing it, when I was experiencing it in a medium-sized venue with 2,000 other deadheads all yelling what a long, strange trip it's been together. Mm -hmm. And then I go back and I like I listen to that tape and all I think to myself is, this trucking is slow. I don't know. There's something about the magic that when you're in the room, you feel it. And when it's on the tape, it just doesn't... I think it's this... I, I'm not going to go on this ramble for too much longer, but I think there's a little bit of sparseness that's being played with with this band like it's a big ensemble right. but it's always been about i don't know it to me they're a band that tries to play as little as possible and i mean that positively they're not trying to overplay they're trying to complement and play exactly the right amount of notes and that to me i don't know just feels better when you're in the room hmm. It's about the vibe. Is Somewhere in there is a coherent thought about the no, Wolf Brothers. I love no, it. I, really I, I kind of get it, too. I, I wouldn't be able to articulate it half as much as you just did, but I'm in agreement. There is one other bit of news that we do not have on our Channel 6 news sheet. <laughs> um, the wonderful John Mayer 
appeared on oh, yeah. the um cnn's new year's we're gonna uh, talk Eve. about the cat bar we uh not so much about the cat bar i'm not sure why people find <laughs> the cat cafe in tokyo japan so hilarious like some people do but they think they think uh that is the funniest thing ever um but um what we care about the most is that he did he being john mayer stated uh that all dead and company fans should have some hope for Ooh. some 2024 dates so um one Jeez. can one can assume he's talking about the rumored sphere dates so after we record this podcast i will go back to my i'm getting all kinds of crackling here on my headset right now uh once we i'm still alive is not i'm good is not going to make it to 14 okay yeah. i will <laughs> yeah. i will okay this is so my right, 13th year there's Right, right after we uh, wrap up recording tonight, I'm heading back to my outpost at the Sphere, and uh, <laughs> we'll keep lookout uh, for the first um, sight of John Mayer or Bobby Weir, either or, uh, that I will send the uh, bat signal out, and Jetheads will rejoice for 2024. So, um, why does CNN? This isn't anything to do with anything. Why? why, why? <laughs> Why does CNN... Is this what you call CNN fake news? Is this no. what we get political? <laughs> oh, that's that's that. that well, hundredth episode, you just kept it in. Green Day said MAGA in their song on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Damn it! Um, why do they have a New Year's Eve show? And part two to that question: Why on New Year's Eve was I like? fuck babe we should probably check out what cnn's doing <laughs> and, and we kept it on for a considerable amount of time i mean it is breaking news that the year the calendar's literally flipping as we're looking at it <laughs> you know inquiring minds i don't think they're reporting on the year changing well the, what, what else are they doing i don't know they're getting drunk on camera for five hours what it's do you like, mean what are they doing anderson cooper takes shots and he makes silly faces and they bring john bear on <laughs> From Tokyo, Japan, and they're all like, "Oh, ha, ha, John Mayer's with." That's yeah. That is someone who found the cat cafe to be hysterical. <laughs> but if, but if they did that same show tonight to mark the the second turning into the third, Not none of us would watch it. No one would watch it. No, no. no. It is bizarre. I, I think the only time I watch CNN is the New Year's show. Like, <sighs> and I and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, well, that's why they do it. What they're perpetuating their themselves. That's oh, that's what the media is all about. What are you about. gonna do? Are you gonna watch the Ryan Seacrest one? You want to watch move. Ryan Seacrest for five hours? I, I turned on, on Seacrest a little bit. What? I'm always I'm always surprised when I realize Dick Clark's dead, and then I'm always surprised <laughs> that he died in twenty in twenty twelve. Like, <laughs> that always gets me. Like I always know that he is dead, but it, to me, it has always happened five years ago. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it is <laughs> not. What's confusing though is is that they still use his name in the title yes. of the show. Like it's still Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. It's just been like a decade I, of years. I'm sitting there. I'm waiting years. for Dick Clark to come out and fumble the countdown. That's what I'm waiting for. And then I'm like, I'm gonna Google Dick Clark like I do every year. And I'm like, <laughs> dead 2012. And I'm like, how can he be dead for this many years? And I'm still <laughs> waiting for him to come out and do this stupid countdown. Anyway, um, I think they should have done about what Anderson they do Cooper with Puxatawney Phil and just started calling Ryan Seacrest Dick Clark. Like, I think they <laughs> should have just gotten a new Dick Clark. 
and pretended that it was the <laughs> same out. guy. Just cast And him. this should go on for like hundreds of years. I'm personally partial to Gus, which is Pennsylvania's Gus. second most famous groundhog. Keep <laughs> uh, on scratching. That is uh, that's a deep cut for those who live in yeah. Pennsylvania. Just to explain <laughs> to the audience and to Mike, uh, sometimes Game and, and I are and from me. similar areas in Pennsylvania, and sometimes we just go hard on Pennsylvania regional trivia and uh, mm. shared yeah, youth. You know, one it's of our hundredth episode, and there's no way to celebrate help on the way without going into <laughs> some obscure Pennsylvania lore. One of some our forty-five listeners, one of our forty-five listeners, is like, you know what? I, I, when they, when they heard me say Gus, they were like, Yeah, Gus, I give it to for sure. Pennsylvania, uh, what's up? Anyway, let's go ahead and pivot to the game show portion of this podcast, um, which I will let Mike handle because I don't know anything that's going to happen with that. And then uh, we'll go on to our main event. So, Mike, go ahead and take it away. All right. I'm going to play you guys. I'm going to give you a taste of guess of the year because I can't go anywhere without making people guess shit. <laughs> so here I am. Uh, I'm just doing uh, doing the little guessing. No, I, I want to hear what you guys think i know you're all very knowledgeable so i brought some songs and i will play one for you now and then the three of you guys are going to discuss the year and come to a single um guess between the three of you so you have to kind of like duke it out and yeah you try to nail it and if you nail all three then you know good tidings for the second 200 episodes (laughs) all right (laughs) what if we bomb all three of Stakes are high. And the Very podcast is over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We're done. And we're hearing from Warner Brothers if we don't get these three. So we gotta make sure we get these ones. Um okay. I'm gonna play the first song. Let me make sure I have this right. Easy. Obviously, it's before 1973. Yes. Because yeah. Big Ben's dead in 73. So it's before 73. That is true. And Primal Dead starts what? 60. My, my, based on, I'm basing this off, and, and friends, this isn't me guessing for us. This is me just talking aloud. Based yeah, off of, of <laughs> based off of audio quality. Ooh. Right, right. 
72? Really? My gut is 68, <laughs> and I, I cannot articulate I, my guess that. Was, I could not. I'd be terrible on your podcast, Mike, but my guess is 68. Final answer. I think it's 69, and the reason I think this... You, I, I couldn't hear another keyboard. That's my thing. Was I was trying to give an ear to Tom Constantin or even Keith, if it's later than that. And I don't hear a keyboard part, which makes me think it's before they join. So I'm thinking 69 or or I could be persuaded to fig 68. Yeah, but I can't do that. I can't persuade you. It's my gut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now remember. All this, right. The this game, the break combined. the tie. Who's convinced you more? Oh, yeah. Game. This, this is a combined thing. So it's. Yeah. You're listening Pretty. for the number of keyboards. That's like I was. That, that's yeah, I next can't level. do that. That's next level thing. And I still me. got out in round two. <laughs> <laughs> How do most people do it, Mike? Like, what's is is that? Is that is is where knobs going? Is that how most people have to, you know, as granular as it gets to uh, to do well in the show? Yes, but some people are more like you, Fig, where there's like I don't know, I know what it is, and they're and oddly, it's sometimes it's just as effective and i'm more of a timeline person myself like i do like process of elimination like knobs doing like an algorithm yeah yeah i mean you still have to hear <laughs> i'm a person right? i'm but... right here <laughs> uh yeah but it's a uh, it's everyone's got a different way so okay. okay so in that case let's go ahead and guess 1969 final answer okay Turn on your love light at Avalon Ballroom in San Francisco on January 26th, 1969. Wow. Yeah. That was that was right. that and trusted knob. That was close to 68, though. That's that was very close. close. Very close. It, it was January we were, 2nd. We were splitting hairs for sure. <laughs> uh January 26th. 26th, okay. Nice work, knob. And nice work, uh game, you know, less than knob and fig, only one year off, you know. Good job all around. <laughs> <laughs> so pleasant. I can't wait till I hear Brent and I'm like, it's between 80 and 90. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, man. All right. Can I play you guys another one? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. By the way, these are these are Jay's leftover picks from from Jerry Tone's store. He um oh, he had, like nice. so many good picks, and I was like, I've been waiting to use them again, which is what I do with leftover ones. So you guys are the beneficiaries. Yeah. Sweet. And shout out Jay. Thank you. I can't tell you how many times I've watched his video of of if Jerry covered Dance and Queen. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, that man is he's on one. He's only twenty six too. That's that is insane. Yeah. Okay.
they're so good. <laughs> Should make a podcast right. about them. <laughs> okay, I'll jump in. So, yeah, from the from the little bit of vocals that I heard, it was it was condensed in such a way that it made me think it was wall of sound. So I'm saying 74. Mm. Ooh, I was going 78. I was going to say later seventies. Cause Donna is definitely there. We've yes. definitely narrowed it down to the seventies. I couldn't tell if I heard two drums or not. That's what I kept keeping an ear for is I could not tell if I think Mickey Hart is there or not. I think so, which makes me think 77 or 78. The only reason I picked 78 is because 77 is too on the nose. <laughs> so it sounds like 77. <clears throat> no, I got a lot that's of what makes me my, think uh, 78. 77 does have a does have a sound about it now watch this is 77 so it's a bit more yeah, aggressive this, is... this, uh, this was a bit more laid back mm. but you're saying what like you weren't hearing donna so mm. it wasn't oh Wait, maybe it is 76 i yeah, can't I... tell if mickey's there or not right but what about donna well donna's definitely there donna's we heard donna in the right in the the bit of, of vocals that we got the question to me the question is is mickey there now donna took sabbaticals right yeah but so much short now let's do not in the weeds here yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way far in the algorithms that's... um let me interject and sure. say that yeah. uh i fucked up the clip and i don't know what year it is <laughs> <laughs> it <was> 74 <laughs> obviously <laughs> I, that was supposed to be an 89, and I was like, this is not 89. Not <laughs> and I was like, wait, but I've no. never fucked up a clip before, so thank God I didn't end up playing it because I downloaded the wrong clip. Um, so I don't know what it is. I had that marked as a, a 10, 19, 89. Um, sorry, guys. What, do you, what year do you Which think Shazam that? Listening. Um, I think I heard two drummers. Um, okay. Uh. Although See, I, I, I got to say, I was listening that closely. I was like freaking of... out and listening. To, I listened back to the 89 show I was supposed to be. And it was um, <laughs> completely different. It was not that. Yeah. Because like, no. as soon as I heard Donna I sing, I'm like, I'm like, is this like a Donna Brent thing? Because that happens, you know? Like, Can I ask oh, you a question? Yeah. Have you had this kind of fuck up before on your show? One time. I, wow. I said the, but, but the good news is it was a 10 years off song. So it wasn't like one year off. And I did it. I'm like, and it's 1989, and it was like so clearly not 89. So I was able to like work it back. Like um, it was just a typo. Yeah, it was a seven okay. exactly seven instead of. Oh, eight, your first major seven. fuck up was on our podcast. It's, it's very, it's very, <laughs> in you know, fitting with uh, what we do here in the Helping the Way podcast. Dude, yeah, that was I. This is not a representation of guest of the year industries. Uh, you know, LLC. Uh, <laughs> I apologize, guys, but um. You know, maybe someone will tell us because I don't know when that was from for sure. Yeah, yeah dear um, nice work, Mike. If, if you can place that that eyes of the world, uh, drop a comment and uh, we'll give we'll make you a T-shirt. 
<laughs> I'll send no, you a we'll t-shirt. Too. I'll send you a guest of your t-shirt as well as a penance. Yeah, you you actually have t-shirts. We're gonna make one <laughs> just for this guest. <laughs> I will go to Target and buy you a t-shirt. It's gonna have yeah. nothing to do with the Grateful Dead, but you will have one t-shirt. One of those Coca-Cola shirts, those like old timey. Yeah, 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 yeah uh, exactly. I think I have one of those in the closet. I can take it out. Sorry, guys. No, it's great. I'm, no, I'm, it's okay. I'm just happy that, uh, you know. We didn't lose. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to do one more and then we'll start talking about this 93 show? Yeah, let's yeah. go ahead and do one yeah, more. Yeah, maybe I'll even give you one that actually exists here. You know, <laughs> it up. Ah. Let me make sure this is right now. Now I'm like questioning everything. One okay. Here it is. Sixty-seven or sixty-eight. Well, it's, my... I I have to say that it's definitely later than that because Bertha debuts in seventy-one. No way, way maybe seventy. <laughs> it sounded like it has it, been odd. <laughs> that sounded... well, um, it was definitely a, it was a soundboard that clearly had some of the instruments a little more prominent in the mix and some of them less. But that's that's the game. That's the. I I do think it's from the early days of Bertha, though. I do think, because you get Phil singing the harmonies, which you don't get after 74. And you get... I, I just couldn't hear... I don't know. There wasn't a very prominent keyboard part, so this makes me think it's in that period of 71 after they have introduced the song, but before Keith joins the band. That's my guess. Fig. Oh, jeez, I've been on mute this whole time. Um, <laughs> seventy. I was between seventy-one, and seventy-two. I think seventy-two is a bit more polished for this song, so I'm going to go with seventy-one. Well, I guess if it didn't appear till since seventy-one, it can't be sixty-seven or sixty-eight. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna go <laughs> with uh, go with seventy-one as well. Should have stayed strong, game. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna turn out that it was in fact the birth of from 
April 20th, 1967. I like yeah. how my research, I, I did not once think, you know what? I'm just going to look and see when Bertha debuted. <laughs> <laughs> Bertha just always existed in, in the uh, ether. They just plucked it from the ether. Recorded it. I'm saying 71. Yeah, we'll stick with that. Okay. It was at the Academy of Music in New York on March 21st, 1972. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why it sounded so like scant. Yeah. Oh, yes. Wait, wait, what, what we, date was this that? This is the one that we've, we've talked to Charlie Miller about this show. Oh. Tell me. This what? is the one. This was a tape that he had trouble restoring because it was like actively water damaged. Uh, yeah, he had to go through it like piece by piece or something like that. Uh, yeah. What a legend. What absolutely. Oh yeah. What what was the exact date again? Uh, March twenty first. March twenty first. Okay. Oh, twenty first. Different show from the same run we have talked about. Right. But this was prelude to Europe, right? This was their kind of run run up. This is the like warm up show. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. You guys did really well. One year off total on uh, two songs, and we'll never know third song. All right. Well, someone wants well we will know if someone were to email us yeah. at helpontheWayPod at gmail.com or get with us on reddit.com. But we, we will need some pretty include... hardcore proof with... Yeah, and please include <laughs> your Time home stamps. address and shirt size because we're not <laughs> dealing with follow-up emails. All of it in one big email or we're not bothering... We are way it. too busy for follow-up emails. No, exactly. draw line somewhere. And, and a self-addressed are... stamped envelope. And uh, it is it is COD as well. It is it is COD as well. Um, speaking of Charlie, uh, I do follow one Charlie Miller on the Instagram, and I saw that he happened to be fishing as well this weekend. Nob, you didn't bump into him by chance, did you? No, I didn't bump into him. No, he was in the he was on the floor. I've never been on the uh, the floor for fish. He but, did um, he did say that we are his friends now. So that is true. I did not. I should have reached out and said, hey, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm willing to bet that Fish plays Madison Square Garden again in the future. Um, and I go out on a limb to say that that Charlie Miller will likely tape those as well. So I'll, I'll bump into him in the future. Perfect. All right. Let's. Um, I and guess my dad stumbling around and like excitedly <laughs> talking about game hench to Charlie Miller. I think that'd be so adorable if that happens. Um, but let's finally move on to our main event of the evening, which is Woo! March 10th, 1993 from the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois. Technically, it's in Rosemont, Illinois, but it's a stupid suburb. Everyone knows it's in Chicago. Um, set one of the show. Um, first off, way better than I anticipated. Uh, normally, 93 yes. shows, I uh, I just think this dog vomit right off the bat. Uh, but this was good. Uh, so set one of March 10th, 93 gave us a Feels Like a Stranger opener, followed by Staggerly. The same thing, Peggio, Queen Jane, Ramble on Rose, and then set one ended with Let It Grow. Fig, what were your thoughts on set one? Hey, thanks a lot, game. Okay, um, I like set one quite a lot. Uh, stepping back, this was a really good uh, soundboard. Um, we had Charlie Miller doing his thing, putting that up there in the archive. Definitely would recommend that. If odds are more your thing, there is an excellent sounding one 
which was recorded by uh, Darby and Keo. Uh, I'm not sure who's the recorder or how that worked out there, but if you can go in the archive and look up the, the Darby Keo odd, I thought that it was sounded really good. May have been sped up a little bit, which was not actually a bad thing. So we start off with Stranger. Um, this was awesome energy from the band. Um, I started kind of being able to kind of visualize myself in the audience uh, listening to the, the Darby Keo odd. It was just so good. Like I just kind of could see myself in the crowd seeing the band when I closed my eyes. Like like the recording had some sort of depth to it. It was very interesting. Would recommend that. It was a cool experience, a cool listening experience. And the crowd absolutely loves Prince Vince. This is a Vince Knight. And yes. uh, he was excellent throughout. Um, so good stranger going into a stagger Lee. Um, I just write, I can't believe that Bobby didn't change his tone from stranger. So like, it was this like ultra wah distorted thing that works for a funk epic like stranger, but not really so much for stagger, but, but there we were. Um, there was a jam at the end of stagger Lee where that tone actually ended up working for me. So, so it did come around to work. And then we get into, uh, the blues romp for the first set, the same thing. This is a pretty sinister and sneaky song. I thought this version was more sinister and sneaky than usual. Um, Bobby maybe had a, like a throat thing going on. He, he was kind of hoarse throughout the night, but he was definitely snarling his vocals on the same thing. And that was that accentuated the whole kind of sinister vibe. Uh, Jerry slide solo too uh, was, was really kind of uh, uh, feeling that vibe as well. Uh, the whole thing felt dangerous, like an interesting space for the Grateful mm. Dead. You don't really get that too much, but I loved it. Peggy O, this was jaunty and brisked. I uh, loved Grandpa Jerry's rasp on this one. Lots of emotion in his voice, uh, which is another theme of the night. And I wrote that the first solo is an octave pedal wonder. Uh, Jerry was on his octave pedal uh, a lot throughout the night. Queen Jane Approximately, a poppy, head-bopping version, very well sung by Bob, not terribly long, which is good for me for the, the, the Dylan covers. Uh, we get into Ramble on Rose. This was loose, but not definitely a Definitely not a bad start, uh, but it was a little bit loose. The song is propelled into the stratosphere with Jerry's first auto wah solo. Um, he changed to some MIDI horn uh, for like the second part of the solo, uh, but it was enough like a guitar that it, it was a solid change. It didn't, you know, distract me. And then I, at one point, Vince changed into a solo or it changed to his MIDI stuff. <laughs> and uh, it actually sounded a lot of fun. Like like the, the two tones were in uh working in concert with each other and i think that was the theme of the night too i think jerry played well i think vince was propelling jerry to play even better and you could really hear that dynamic especially in the odd and you could hear the the audience loving that as well and you heard that in let it grow to and set one um i was just astounded by the playing in this one um vince was pushing jerry to new heights throughout uh i wrote this is a midi warning but it does sound good. Everyone contributing to the symphony of the music. Phil adding a lot to the proggy version, uh, which turns into a nice groove. Uh, and that was the way that the Grateful Dead ended set one on March 10th, 1993. I will do the honors of kicking it over to Mike for Mike's uh, review. Um, of set two? Set one. Oh, set one. Okay. I was like, fuck, I'm not following that for, I have nothing to add to that. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, just, I, mean, know, I can't match not everything, it. Uh, <laughs> not everything needs to be discussed, but you yeah, know, yeah, what do yeah. you think? And, you know, you can take it song by song. You take it, you know, this the feel of, of the set or what you thought. Just, you know, what's your take? Yeah. Okay. Starting with that Peggy O. 
not my favorite Peggio. I uh, I really like the Peggios that kind of make you like want to cry. And this one was almost like the tempo that I like my friend of the devils at. You know, just kind of like this up tempo, like like same vibe. And I, I don't know. I, hmm. And I, I, I it stood out to me because I like every Peggio, and I like this one too. I'm just you know we're splitting hairs here with that song because they're all yeah. so beautiful. Queen Jane also stood out to me again for the opposite reason because I usually like you said Dylan covers you know. Whenever I see like a twelve-minute desolation row, if I'm trying to change the show, <laughs> it's, it doesn't They're help. They're the ninth verse. Yeah, and it, although it's amazing that Bob even remembered as many lyrics as he did to that beast, yeah. but the Queen Jane was incredible, and that's when really things really picked up and went into Ramble on Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, Let It Grow. I was just thinking like it was like the Vince show, and I, I'm Vince. Like I, I can't say I love. Vince playing all the time and it's more tonal than it is, you know, chops, but on let it grow. He just, him and Jerry were just going back and forth. It was brilliant. Uh, and I heard, and I also like stagger Lee and I heard on a previous podcast, I think knobs say he likes stagger. You're a stagger Lee truther as well. And I love stagger Lee <laughs> in am. all situations. Um, never heard a bad stagger Lee. It's kind of like a high uh, floor, low ceiling song. Like it's never going to, you know, burn the place down. But I've never heard a bad Staggerly. Love that song. Yeah, I'm with you there. Cool. Um, but yeah, it was thoughts. overall great first set. It was, yeah, that's in '93. What else do you want? You know. Yeah, uh, Mike. Were you listening to the uh, soundboard or the odd there? Uh, soundboard. Cool. Yeah, I'd, uh, the, I whatever I I go off re-listen and whatever's like the highest rated board. I always listen to that one. Mm. Smart. Knob, your thoughts on set one. Sure. I've got a few. Um, (laughs) As previously mentioned, I was really pleasantly surprised with how much I liked this first set. I, I, you know, we've been listening to a lot of 90s shows these past few months on this podcast. And I feel like I'm saying that like a lot. Um, But this is one that I was, there were a few songs in here that genuinely like made me go, all right, this is, this is some strong 90s dead. Um, yeah, Stranger was a fun way to get things started. Uh, very lively Phil and Jerry interplay, which was nice. Uh, at times the jam gets a little busy, but it, it's overall fun and it works. Um, I, this isn't my favorite Staggerly, truth be told. It's just Jerry gets a little bit lost. He, he, and he, his vocals are not in the strongest shape, but, but his instrumental, his guitar solos are so good that I do not mind it. It is worth listening to for the solos that he brings to it. Um, I will say that I actually enjoyed this Peggio. I thought it was uh, a fairly lively rendition. Like it, I agree with everything you have said, Mike, but for those reasons, it works for me. Like it just, I don't know. It had this very spirited feeling. It, it just, it sounded like you were having a pleasant walk. <laughs> um, it uh, it was working for me at a, a '90s Peggio standpoint. It never really felt like it was dragging. Um, Ramble on Rose is a, a song that I they could play it every week, and I'd never get tired of. I really do just love this song. I enjoy the way that Vince plays around Jerry's guitar riff on this one. To me, it's bouncy in a way that really works. The Queen Jane similarly was was bouncy in a way that keeps it going. It's just so much fun. I don't know. I just, yeah. whenever that song comes up, I have to 
evangelize about how much I love Ramble on Rose. And then Let It Grow took a second to grow on me. Nice. Um, it starts on the mellower side, right lacking there. a little bit of that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> lacking a little bit of that gravitas, that power. Like everyone's playing their parts right, just not like intensely. But that jam then builds the energy. I especially love as the jam goes on, the way that they start going in and out of the main riff. They'll start introducing the bum, 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 but rather than committing to that section, then Jerry will take it to a weird place for another minute, or Vince will take it to a weird yeah. place for another minute. And it just builds even more tension of, whoa, when are they actually going to get to the ending of this jam? Uh, it was really cool. It was really effective in a way that I often find Let It Grow jams are a few minutes of cool noise, and then they do that riff back into the song. The way that they kind of played around with that was a cool way to end things. Yeah, it, it definitely worked tonight. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed set one. Um, there's really nothing didn't work for me. I guess that's just a way of saying everything worked for me. <laughs> what did you think, Game? Uh, you know what? Nothing not work for me on this one. <laughs> um, no, set, set one was excellent. Um, truthfully, there wasn't a weak, um, a weak song in set one. I uh, feel like a stranger. Great. Uh, Staggerly was great. Uh, same thing. Okay. I, same thing was same thing. Um, <laughs> Peggy O was wonderful. Um, Queen Jane, really good. And I, I'm not a Queen Jane truther by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but it was good. Like uh, Ramble on Rose was awesome. Um, really good. Um, again, so good. You don't think it's a 93. It's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah and that, should, that comment should be emphasize and underlined it i forget yeah. i forget what year we're actually talking about here but it's march of yeah. 93 and, and same for let it grow um just out of this world good and we're talking 1993 where even like you know the bad nights people were still like hey, this is pretty good this was this was a good night and this was Excellent. a good good set like this is go out of your way to check this one out um really good um set two opened up with an eyes of the world followed by a way 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 to go home <laughs> then we got a lazy river road a uh, corina then we got of course a jam and we got our drums in space uh the wheel uh, all along the watchtower standing on the moon not fade away and then an encore of it's all over now baby blue uh i'm going to pivot uh for all of our hosts here and i'm going to throw it to mike for his review wow. of set two wow um okay well i've got way 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 to go home um <laughs> was uh an interesting one i think vince has a good voice all right we'll start out we'll go in order here eyes of the world uh, I really enjoyed. I thought there was a moment in there where Jerry just loses the lyrics and Bob comes in and like saves him. Like very like kindly. I like, enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you know, it's a long song. Um, and yeah, the eyes of the world started things off. I mean, that's the best way to start off a second set in my book. And then the way, way, way to go home was, um, uh, I find it pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> I think it, it, it kind of sounded like, like the band ceased to be the great. I mean, obviously Vince is singing, but even beyond that, it was just very like plain. Um, and 
just wrote rock and it just doesn't do it for me. Even though I love Vince. What kind of rock? Just wrote, just like rock, like the most like regular rock music on earth. Um, And yeah, and I love Vince too. I love him as a person and I, I love his like little minimalist setup and I'd like, I really like the idea of Vince a lot and the way he came in, but that song does not do it for me. Uh, Lazy River River Road, I found it interesting. That was in the second set. I always think about that as yeah. like a first set, maybe third or fourth song type thing. And I do think it fits in better there. But in this situation, after Way to Go, it almost felt like it was correcting Way to, Way to Go Home, you know? Like it was like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to, you know, like this is the kind of, now we're back. Back to the Grateful I, Dead. Yeah. And back to Jerry's really good singing. His He sounded so good. His voice was not that of 93, or maybe he was. I only had one pack that day or something because it was <laughs> incredible. Like, And it was just very, you know, jaunty, and it was just cool. It was, like, very relaxing. And then the Karina was very meditative. I, I enjoyed it. I, I always enjoy that song, I think. And then the Mind Left Body Jam, which I see on the notes, is the final Mind Left Body Jam, which I did not know. Um, was, was the perfect kind of compliment there at going into drums. Um, and yeah, the, the drums are, you know, drums was good. Uh, oh yeah. Um, and then there's that section where it kind of slows down for, I mean, the wheels was excellent. You know, it was the, it was good. Vince really, really shine on the wheel as did Jerry as always, but Vince again sounded. I'm like, maybe people are like being too mean to Vince. Like he's pretty good here. Uh, Watchtower, you know, like was okay. Uh, and then we got Standing on the Moon, which is my favorite song for late Grateful Dead. Uh, yes. Like mm. I, every single time you, th- I think about like Jerry's mortality and the band kind of and Brent and um, I feel like there's this sadness to every single one of those ones and. I treasure later standing on the moon. So, and this one was Jerry on a good night was excellent. And then not fade away. Um, I love a not fade away when it comes after like a really kind of quiet period and really like from, I mean the, almost the whole second set was pretty low key. If it felt yeah. like it didn't never really got like super psychedelic, never got like crazy, you know, when I went down in the black holes, which is maybe like my only complaint about it, I never really, you know, really lost themselves in the jams or improvisation. It was just kind of bang, bang, bang. But um, I love a not fade away when it really does feel like you're letting loose by like, like singing along and they're really just, you know, putting a bookend on it. And I, and that one definitely applied like a let a not fade away after like a trucking wouldn't do as much for me, which I guess, yeah. you know, it, I like when it just gets going. Um, and uh, my f- third favorite encore behind Broke Down Palace and Ripple is um, It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. So I was really pleased to see that. Always slaps. This one did too. Sweet. Yeah, we're big We're big Baby Blue fans here as well. <laughs> yeah, the song's so good. It's uh, Every time it shows up, again, I'm stoked. Nob, your thoughts on set two? Sure. Um I also liked it. I definitely liked it less than set one, which I have Dude. I'm just spoiling. The, I know. I know. Hundred episodes. I know. And every single time I've ruined which set I'm going to vote for in the set voting portion of the show. Um, it's, it's my bit. It's my gimmick. Um, 
and also just a way to tell you how I feel about the set. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's kind of uh, natural. The eyes of the world. The, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm I'm here to deconstruct the format of the show. The <laughs> two of you are here to beg me not to. Um, it's I just don't want you to talk about fish. <laughs> we can keep you talking okay, about the so, Grateful Dead. I'm happy. So they come out and they start with Down with Disease, and you think it's oh, just going to be a wait, normal what? set, too, and then they hit you with the Harpua. Um, anyway, the <laughs> eyes of the world. <laughs> yeah, dude, we'll talk about that after the thing. Um, yeah, the eyes of the world is a fun way to get the set started. Uh, it's just very pleasant. Phil's baseline is very prominent and it's more grounding than his usual, like third guitar approach. It feels like a very like baseline baseline performance from Phil. Um, I agree. It definitely gets a little lost at times, but it never loses that sense of groove, which is nice. Um, I'm I'm a way to go home defender. And while listening today, I wrote down the words way to go home is awesome because it sucks. Um, and I and I and I and I believe that to be true. There is just there's a my passion wife says behind about me to her friends. <laughs> he. There's just, I don't know, there's a passion behind Vince's caterwauling that it 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 works. It's not great. I'm never going to call this an all-timer song. And maybe I've just been like, I don't know, worn down by all the 90s shows that we've had <laughs> lately. But I'm like bobbing along when A Way to Go Home happens. And this one generally works. I won't defend the outro. I, when he starts doing that falsetto stuff, I was like, come on, man. I was going to say such Michael nice Jackson things stuff. about this on the podcast. Yeah, he starts like wolf howling. Uh, I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, yeah, then we get to Lazy River Road. It's funny. I also, to me, this is also a set one song. To me, this song fills pretty much the same niche that Peggyo does. To me, they both have that very similar, they're softer, they're mellower, but they're very pretty and they they have something a little bit emotional to say, even if it's not the, you know, it's not a full on like morning dew yell out of Jerry. You still get some very lovely lyrics delivered. It is an odd placement for the song. And I will say that you could probably cut a verse of that song and it could flow a little better. Um, I don't know what verse I'd cut or anything like that, but it just, it goes on a little too long for me, but it, it was generally lively and it was overall working for me. Um, Karina generally works. The jam is probably the best part. I, the thing that always throws me with Karina is I have no idea. 90s Dead is never going to pull off harmonies with a little slide in them. I have never understood the thought process that like they put <laughs> a way to go home with these like cluster chords that barely sound right on a good day. And Bob thinks to himself, let's do a harmony where we all slide together going from one note to another. Um, anyway. And then I really enjoyed the the mind left body jam. I like that it starts very intricate and then just gets weirder and weirder as it goes on and kind of dissolves. Um, drums is drums. It's I don't know. It's a pretty samey kind of drums until Mickey pulls out the talking drum and then I I normally have smarter things to say, but I wrote well, down I'll that jump it's in with a question. Spacey space until we get super bleep bloopy, <laughs> um, and that's. Really, me, how uh, I would describe this space. Let me jump in with a question, and this might. Yeah, I'm sure there's others in the um, maybe in the audience who might have the similar question. Um, talking drum is that the one where it's like boo 
boop, 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 like that yes. kind of thing? Like you change the tone? Yes. So okay, basically I, I, it's a okay. drum that you like, you, you hold it and you like squeeze it with your arm. There are these like strings on the sides. I'm not doing okay. a proper technical explanation, but it basically, well, asking for they're one. attached to the skin of the drum head. And as you tighten them, it makes the pitch of the drum higher. And as you loosen them, it makes the pitch of the drum lower. And you can use that to make the drum sound almost in ways that that mimic speech by doing this. Oh, okay. Um, so that's Nob's <laughs> breakdown of the talking drum. I love it. Thank Happy you. 100 Thank you episodes. Um, that was just a setup for yeah, Tokyo. I, I, you didn't need much to goad me into a, an impression of a talking drum, uh, but that that worked. I'll I'll give you that. I felt for that bait. Uh, yeah, wheel. Going back to the show, I guess the wheel is is generally a solid rendition. It's not like an old timer or anything like that, but it's just fun. I enjoyed listening to it. Um, I really like the Watchtower. There's a very uh, this this set is like has been mentioned. Uh, generally on the mellower side one of the highest energy moments in my opinion is this watchtower um there's some very prominent fill stuff i really like what vince is bringing with his organ um and then jerry's vote uh, jerry's guitar lines are just incredible like i could have listened to him shred that song for five or ten more minutes um bob's vocals are I don't know. I felt like he sounded really good on Stranger and then never again in this show. Um, he's definitely, I, I don't know. I, he just he threw out his vocal cords at some point in the evening. And by, by Watchtower, he's not quite there. Um, but I still really like the Watchtower. I don't want to knock it too hard. And then a lovely Standing on the Moon. It, it nails what this song does well. It is sensitive when it needs to be and it is big when it needs to be. Um, and it just generally works to be a very touching rendition and then a very amped up, not fade away to bring it home. Jerry is singing with a passion and fire that you don't always get in a 90s set two closer. Uh, and then it just works like it's it's not fade away. You're not getting any crazy jam here. It's about furious shredding over a dancey groove to wrap things up. And this is exactly what they do here. It it succeeds in what not fade away does for a, a, a 90s Grateful Dead show. And then, yeah, uh, Baby Blue is very nice. I, it was, I, I like the Bob Dylan songs, so it was nice to hear three Bob Dylan songs this evening. Um, and similarly to Standing on the Moon, it's able to nail both the sensitive and the powerful side of this song. I know we always say we like It's All Over Now, Baby Blue, when it shows up, but honestly, this one stands out among some of the others that we've heard. Um, so yeah, while it wasn't my favorite set of the show, there's still a lot of good sprinkled throughout. Um, what did you think, Fig? Thanks. Yeah, I liked it. Um, we get into eyes. I thought this was a decent version with some giddy up to it. Fans were loving it. Uh, you know, it's interesting wh whether my reaction was colored by me kind of uh, listening to the to the audience version because um, it's it is cool. Like it, it's just a great way to kind of place yourself like you got a sense of place better than with soundboards um eyes completely breaks down and then they kind of transition into uh way to go home i like this one i thought it was really good um all yeah. means and i'm you know i'm you know i wave the caterwauling flag for what vince does 
Um, but all memes and caterwauling jokes aside, Vince really was great with uh, the band and, and in this song uh, particularly. Um, his, his vocal range is actually pretty huge. I mean, some of it is is less annoying than, than others, but like he was <laughs> all over uh, the vocal range. Um, yeah, so his vocals are not always pleasant, but there's a lot of try which is something that you don't get out of some of the founding members uh, in the 90s. And this was, I thought it was just a really good version. He was singing the hell out of it. And if you listen to The Odd, once again, I, I, I keep harping on this, they were loving it. They were eating it up. Um, so yeah, it was a little schlocky, but you know, it's, it's, it was good. It was, it's, uh, it was a good version of Way to Go Home. Decent song. We get into um, Lazy River Road. I just wrote LRR, so I was like, it was it Little Red Rooster? It was not. It was Lazy River Road. It's a nice little ditty. You're right. It, it is good to hear Jerry back on the vocals after all all of that. We left uh, Way to Go Home behind us. Uh, the solo, Jerry's solo kind of went in a Blackbird direction, Blackbird by the Beatles. Um, and I'm not sure if that's something that he typically does or that just never struck my ear or this was something um, that I hadn't really heard before. But uh, that was that was a really cool uh, solo in that regard. We get into Karina which was uh, like the body of the song was just okay. Uh, the jam started languishing until I'm going to speak praises of Prince Vince again. Uh, Vince did some sort of keyboard flourish that made Jerry, I think it was during uh, Jerry's solo. Yeah, it was just kind of going around and around. And then all of a sudden Vince did something and Jerry was like, oh, hell no, I'm going to do something now. And it just, you know, it just bumped it up and and just up their game. And the jam went bonkers. The audience bump went bonkers. And it was so cool to hear. Uh, Mind Life Body Jam. Uh, this was not bad. I can see how this was the final version. Didn't really do much to me. Jobs of Space happened as well. We get into the wheel. This was a good deliberate version with a really great pulse. Again, the audience version just smacks you in the face. Like you could really just kind of hear, like just by hearing it, you could place yourself in the audience and, and almost see it. And it was really cool to hear. Watchtower, I thought was just somewhat noisy. Uh, Bobby was hoarse, but generally sounded pretty good. Standing on the Moon, um, this was another just excellent build by the band tonight. Um, the build of the, the Be With Yous, right? Um, just excellent build with the Be With Yous until Jerry just went on a ripper of a solo. And again, the crowd is just absolutely eating out of the palm of their hands uh, for Standing on the Moon. Night Fight Away was good as expected, and we get into Baby Blue, which struck me is the... Th thematic opposite of standing on the moon right so babe so standing on the moon is i'd rather be with you i'd rather be with we'd rather be with you i'm pining for you i'm pining for you and baby blue is like yeah it's all over <laughs> uh so interesting thematic choice to end the set uh this was not one of my favorite baby blues uh it was sung with a lot of emotion um but um i think i like I think I like the Brent baby blues probably. I think that's what, what what's missing out. Uh, of course, we don't have Brent in uh, March 10th, 1993, but that's my take. Game, your thoughts? Um, it was good. Not as good as set one. Spoiler alert, but it was yeah. good. Um, set one, Ooh. please. Um, Eyes of the World was good. Um, long way to go home. I didn't hate. Um <laughs> I'll lazy river lazy river road is absolutely a set one song like it should be it is it's it's an either like it's so set one it should just be an opener like yeah. i like it's set one only interesting um corina eh. 
of course I skipped drums in space. I can't believe I missed the talking drum. I'm so upset for <laughs> that. Wait, uh, does this sound again, Nob? Just so he, in case, because game missed it. No, the, yeah. like, I'm going to be honest with you. I would probably say about a quarter of the drums that we've had have had the talking drum. <laughs> I know, but you, you mentioned it. chance to hear it. Yeah, but every time I'm like, oh, yeah, talking drum, that is a thing that exists. But then I finally yeah. got the balls to ask you. And then uh, why don't you just, you know, for game's sake, just illuminate them. It's Okay, so it's got these strings, right? <laughs> um, and it changes the pitch of the drum. And when you tighten it, it makes it go, like, higher. And if you loosen them, they go, like, lower. And it makes, like, that boop, 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 boop sound, you know? <laughs> It's a series of tubes and transistors. (laughs) Um, Anyway, moving on. Uh, The wheel was okay. Um, Watchtower really stood out for me. And I'm not a big, like, Watchtower truther by any stretch of the imagination. But Watchtower was good. Um, Standing on the moon, I enjoyed. Why do we keep saying truther like people don't believe Watchtower happened? We like it. (laughs) (laughs) Truther is the theme for episode 100 and, 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 and... Counting. Um standing on the moon was good, always good. Um, I definitely agree with um the late 90s standing on the moons, they just mean more. Um, always good. Uh not fade away good. Um, and I do agree with liking the Brent error baby blues, uh specifically the like mid 80 baby blues. Um yeah. but this one was still good. Um, I, I don't know if I ran into a a baby blue on a Grateful Dead set list that I didn't like, uh, and this one falls in that as well. So um, overall, pretty pretty damn good little 1993 show that we got here. Um, does this show make any of your fine folks Book of the Dead? No. No for me as well. Fig? I'm going to go with yes. Yo, whoa, yeah, what? I really liked it uh, again. A, a lot of it, I think, reading my notes was, was that odd that Keo Darby odd cannot say enough for it. It's on the archive, Mike. Does this I, show I, make your book of the dead? I wish I could say yes because I like saying yes, yes to things, but I, I yeah. <laughs> um, now we are will move on to our witch set voting and i'm just gonna go ahead and i will say it's a set one for me and it's a set one for knob <laughs> whoa whoa you don't whoa. know that just because i said it three times doesn't mean i believe it no yeah i'm voting set one uh fig your favorite set um oh let's do two Ooh, all right, Mike. The vote is in oh, your We've hand. never had a tie, by the way. A tie well, goes to a coin flip. The hundredth episode is gonna be the wild time to figure out a tie break on air. Well, <laughs> I think you guys have to because I like two as well. Oh, oh I think man. That just as like a kind of a narrative, it did more for me than okay. uh, the first set. Which I, I, I yeah. I think the only I, true way to figure out how to do a tie is to let the audience decide and the only way the audience can decide is if they get to listen to both set one and set Mm. two and then they can comment in the reddit thread which one they enjoyed more so please stick around after the show to hear the complete show of march march 10th (laughs) 
and uh, <laughs> you get to hear the much better set one, and then you get to hear what some people think no, much better. better there too. Hey, no lobbying, no lobbying, <laughs> no lobby. Oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, 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 almost, almost the spoiler alert there. Um, all right, who is our show mother mother trucker? We have to change to. I feel because I always what? laugh when I say it. What? Uh, I don't know. It's oh, always the lore. The lore. Mother Trucker is our best segment name. <laughs> I'll throw the rest of these in the garbage before I throw out Mother Trucker. Uh, all right. Well, Nob, who is your Mother Trucker? Oh, I don't know. Um, I honestly thought it was a great Jerry night. I find with these late 90s shows, they kind of live and die by mm. how on Jerry is. And I thought that this was a really on night for Jerry, which made it an on night for the band. So I'm going to give it to Jerry. Mike, who would be your show? Mother Trucker. I'm going to go Jerry as well. Um, Mostly because he just sounded great all day and all night. And and also he did save... Uh, the band with that lazy river road. <laughs> uh, I really do think, oh yeah, big when you're like, he came back and you're like, oh, thank God he's back. Uh, so yeah, I go Jerry. Um, I am personally going to vote for Prince Vince. Uh, nice. While he, uh, the vocals weren't necessarily the strongest thing in set two, uh, the keyboard playing was pretty on point set one. Um, so Prince Vince gets my vote, and then Fig, who is your mother trucker? Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with Jerry as well. It it was he was great throughout, and his vocals sounded good. He wasn't on that second pack of Camel and Filter just yet. Um, and I, I would have said Prince Vince uh, based on my review. However, I think Prince Vince, yeah, t- to dip into hockey parlance, would get the assist to Jerry's goal. Moving on to our Reddit comments, uh, I will take the first one because I love juicy Grateful Dead news. Uh, <laughs> this first Reddit well, it's comment not news. Well, I mean, news, no. news, news to me. It's a rumor. Uh, <laughs> rumor, rumor and innuendo by David Man or David Man Dead Man ninety five <laughs> Ico. Uh, his comment or their comment. Ico? I should. I should I, how do you say that? Ico Ico Ico. Ico. You know, like like the song. Hey now. Hey now, yeah. I'm going hey now. Uh, hey now. Uh, <laughs> this this is the day or day after Jerry unceremoniously dumped Barbara Ooh. Meyer, which explains the by then rare extra emotive encore of Baby Blue. Um, I don't know if I necessarily found it extra emotive. I, I, do you? I, I wasn't feeling that either. I thought it was a little. I I did. I thought you it did? was particularly on. Truth be told, I mean it was good. I I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy this. <laughs> I, I like it. I'm not sure I buy it, but I love it. Someone's you know yeah. someone's thinking here. I like this. And you know uh, what? I also think that way to go home sounded like that because of Jerry dumping Barbara Meyer. <laughs> it's hard. For you Jerry to go, dumped Barbara go, Meyer because of that way to go home. <laughs> Uh, that's it i'm out you just kept asking what the talking drum was and jerry was like you gotta go you gotta go 
Um, I'm, I'm, also gonna, to I'm also going to take the second Reddit comment because I love the username of Coochie. <laughs> uh, Coochie uh, has to say, uh, that was a real nice eyes to open the second set. Thank you. Spring, yeah. Spring 93 was so good, and this show is no exception. Thanks for sharing. Uh, and then they shared an image. Um, I don't know what that image was. Oh, I I hope it's it was not of their Vince Oh, was it a Prince? Yeah, Vince? it was, okay, it was, it was like Gang Vinny. Gang good, Vinny, yeah. Good deal. Um, fuck it. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, Dead Man 95 I go again. Also commented, said, um, Spring 93 was very up and down. Chapel Hill covers a lot of the warts, including the dreadful Richfield show and the weak Nassau run. Um, pretty fun comments this week from Reddit. Um, thank you both to Deadman and Coochie uh, for sharing those, um, those comments. Like you're on a first name basis with that poster. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Cooch. Hey, Cooch. Moving on to our next show. Featuring, ooh, we are going to July 4th, 1990, from, of course, the Sandstone Amphitheater in Bonner Springs, Kansas. How did they pull the Grateful Dead on the 4th of July, of all places? Anyway. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, you don't go to Bonner Springs, Kansas on the 4th? No. You've never been? It would oh, my God. It would not be my you haven't first lived. My first place. Um Looking at the set list, though, it looks pretty great. Stacked. Yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty Hell great. Yeah. Um, of course, it ends with a U.S. Blues, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. Just read get, off that set, too. Uh, Victim of the Crime, Foolish Heart, Little oh, Lights, nice. Scarlet. Uh, there we go. <gasps> no fucking nice. way. The return. We, I forget. We haven't had called. a Scarlet Fire in like five months. <laughs> not just gonna for, do the math for mike's sake to understand why we're we're all now crying on on air i forget we, what that song sounds like it's yeah we used to have a whole segment where we raided the scarlet fire and then we never used it for like six months oh that's so ex- what what do you think about the take that uh the scarlet fire from barton hall really is the best scarlet fire i Ooh, would agree with that i, I mean it's pretty like, good not strongly but like it's, sure I give it a thing. You might have ones you like more personally. It's hard to argue against the Cornell 77 score. Yeah. Like every time I listen back to that show, there are some songs I'm taken with more and some songs I'm taken with less. But every time I hear that Scarlet Fire and I go, holy shit, that's some yeah. good Grateful Dead. The, the, it's the platonic best Scarlet Fire. Hmm. That's mm. always me and Lazy Lightning and Supplication in that show. Always. Mm. always. Yeah. It's like, oh. That's so God, good. So good. Face melting. Um and anyway. this one, July 4th 90, Return uh, of Scarlet Fire. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Not if you could uh, do the math. Figure out the last time we had a Scarlet Fire. Um, next week's episode uh, title will absolutely be uh the return of Scarlet Fire. So make sure we uh nice. write that one down. Uh Mike, please give us your plugs, good sir. Yeah, everyone can check out Guess the Year on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and on Instagram at Guess the Year Show. I also do this thing where I go around outside of dead and dead offshoot band shows and accost random people and make them uh, guess years on video. And then I kind of chop it up. So there's a lot of Instagram reels. Uh, and 
that's pretty much it. Yeah, please check it out. It's um, it's a fun show. As usually there are no um, technical malfunctions, so there are years at the end of years guessings. <laughs> there are often technical malfunctions here on our show, so it was trust me, it, it worked perfectly. Um, before we wrap up, uh, I will speak for all of us. Thank you very much for joining yeah. uh, us this yeah. evening. This was a fantastic, fun episode uh, just for the, all of us. This past hour plus flew by. So um, please, whenever you want to come back, the invitation is always, always open because this was this was awesome. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for really 100th episode having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh yeah, you guys, you guys are all very articulate and very passionate and good friends. You have a great show here. So thanks so much for letting me be a part of it. Well, thank you for telling us that. Some people in the Grateful Dead world don't think we're too articulate, but we will let the uh, we'll, let it, we'll let everyone simmer on that one. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up episode 100 here. As always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And as always, like and share with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. Of course, you may always find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, if you do happen to use a service that maybe rhymes with 100 episodes is a lot of I, you probably won't find us on that one. Uh, however, you will find us on every other major podcast platform. If you like to download your podcast the old-fashioned way directly from the source, you may get that from directly at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. Of course, you may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may communicate with us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. We are on YouTube at youtube.com slash at helponthewaypod. And I do fire up the kick channel every once in a while, kick.com slash the GD channel. Any parting words from Knob, Fig, or our guest, Mike? I just want to um, say uh, thanks to everybody um, for the 100, 100 episodes. Great, great co hosts, great audience. Yeah. Mike, thanks so much. This was a great episode. Thanks for being a part of it. And uh, lots of love. Keep it real. Yeah, Fig stole my earnest answer. So I guess I'll explain how the talking drum works a third time. So <laughs> make, you have these just strings. Just make some mouth noises. Right? Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> Happy 100 episodes, everybody. <laughs> yeah, congrats, yeah. guys. Very cool. Very cool. And for the 100th time, thank you once again for listening to The Help. On the Way Podcast.
when a woman wears an evening gown. What makes men go crazy when a woman wears an evening gown? Oh, 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 oh,
And your father to your sister, he explained. You're tired of yourself, all of your creation.
cut of the plow in the furrowed field. Seasons rough, bushels of corn, the barley meat, broken ground, open and beckoning to the spring, black dirt living in.
Say, should we call it by name? Walk down the edges, Water bright as the sky from which you came. The is on the earth that takes it in. Women well, speak and stand inside the rain. Listen to the thunder shout.
back in a bit.
Discover 
Sunday, dog 
Oh, 
Servants get well, let the children do. 
sight in the cold distance
standing on the moon See the soldiers come and go There's a metal flame beside me Someone planted long ago
Cadillac. I tried to show you, but you dropped me back. Your love for me has got to be real.
Thank you. 